Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. My name is the whatever. Hey, what's going on? My name is Quinn David Furness. Let's try that again. <laughs> this is my show, Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Top Podcast. Here's exactly what happened. I hit the start record button, and I realized that I wanted the bugle call for our horse name special, which is what this show is all about, our top 10 horse name special. And all of a sudden I froze because you got the five seconds of intro on and I'm like, you got to pull this up. Of course, any numbnut could just pause the recording, pull it up later when the show is not literally starting, but I chose the, to not do those things. So we have it now. We got it loaded on YouTube. The only thing is I didn't, uh, I didn't have a, a clip planned beforehand and, you know, I just like waited through the ad. I don't know what it sounds like, so hopefully it's the right thing. We, it could be another bongo madness, for all I know. Uh, we're going to find out in a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes here. My name is Quinn David Furness, and this is my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, 2023, year six of the Beantown Podcast. What's going on? How are you? Uh, we are coming to you live on a gorgeous Friday afternoon. And when I say gorgeous, it is like literally perfect. The Cubs game just finished. They won. Uh, the trees are mostly blooming. There's a lot of green going on. There's some clouds in the sky, but you know, it's you wouldn't know it with the amount of sun we're getting. It, it looks pretty sunny. Uh, probably 75 degrees or so. There's a breeze going. It is just sublime. S U B L I M E. Mm. And I'm so excited to get into today's episode it is our horse names special we've got 10 brand new names for you here um, i have carefully poured these over we had a fan vote submission all that fun stuff so we've got trivia uh, there's just a ton going on so we're going to jump into it in just a second here hello and thank you to all our friends in pakistan wherever you are listening from karachi hyderabad kyber pass thank you for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great nation of pakistan speaking of pakistan don't let me forget i gotta play worldle and wordle and quartle after this because i haven't done it yet I also want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, you're going to want to call an expert, someone safe, certified, someone you can trust. Call Steve at 547-410-0316 or go to homeprideoregon.com. Tell them Quinn sent you, and uh, maybe they'll send you a gift in the mail. I always love you have those like infomercials, Slap Chop, uh, Miracle Blade, whatever it is. And they're always like, call in the next 20 minutes. Obviously, there's the, the deal, you know, for thirty nine ninety nine. But oftentimes, it's like, we'll send you a special gift in the mail, too. I feel like that's a pretty common, you see that in like televangelism and stuff, too. You know, donate $50 now for a special gift. Or if it's Jim Baker. Have you ever seen, and I know that the volume is is crazy on that bucket crap he sells, but... Have you ever seen how much those buckets actually are? Or maybe it's not just one bucket, but whatever they're selling um, in the Jim Baker programming, those it'll be like hundreds of dollars, sometimes even thousands. It'll be basically what they say is like you're not donating. I guess this goes full circle back to the, the free gift in the mail. You're not really buying buckets. You're donating money to the church, and their free gift is buckets, which is, I guess, just buying buckets but without calling it that. So whatever we were, oh yeah, call Steve now for a free gift in the mail. I don't know. He'll send you maybe like a paper clip or something. 
Let's also shout out our friends at the Samson Q2U series. When you want crisp, clear audio quality, you can trust. You got to go with the microphones that have been with this program for five and a half years. We're up to like 276 episodes or something like that. Samson Q2U series. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. And finally, of course, our good friends Cuts by Q just did a nice little face and neck shave by Q right before this. Did my workout, hopped in the shower, all that fun stuff. And I'm feeling clean. I'm feeling fresh. That's the stuff you can get at Cuts by Q if you go now to uh, beantownpodcast.com slash cuts dash by dash Q. Or you can email us cutsbyq at yahoo.com. For a free consultation, $20 flat rate, that includes all new, brand new hot towel service and hot stones. Or you can do cold stones. Just give me like give me like 30 minutes in advance. I can either stick the stones in the freezer or I can heat up or like get the microwave going. So just, you know, but it's if, if you just say right, you know, in the moment, hey, I want cold stones. Can I instantly, you know, I need that blast chiller that they use in like chopped and... Um, What's the other uh, one that we've been watching? Oh, Cutthroat Kitchen. Usually when they want to make the ice cream, because it'll be like you have 30 minutes to make the ice cream, so it's always got to use the blast chiller. I want one of those. It'd be kind of cool. I I feel like I could put a lot of stuff in there. Um, Today's, we're going to do, here's how we're going to do this. We're going to do palindrome of the day, which is horse-related, trivia, which is not horse-related. Then we're going to jump back to our actual top 10 list. And I'm not going to really beat around the bush too much, uh, and there's not going to be a lot of, weekly recap uh in this we're not doing our vanderpump rules recap that's on a brand new show we'll be launching uh soon here which i had i just came up with right now and i don't have a good snappy name for it yet quinn's pop culture review something like that i don't know maybe that would be a better opportunity to get rachel on i don't know she seems very plugged into this stuff first episode what's going on with Cindy sweeney and glenn um glenn i guess is what we'll call him i don't know his name Apparently, they're an item next time on Quinn's Pop Culture Review. Snap your name forthcoming, F-O-R-T-H-C-O-M-I-N-G. We're going to have all new sponsors, all new technology, equipment, a whole new look. It's going to be video only. You have to watch. So look forward to that. Today's palindrome of the day. We need to have a palindrome of the day sponsor, I think. That could be fun. Anyways, it's a new word that I didn't know anything about, and the fun thing is I prepared so little for this show that I don't know how to uh, pronounce it, but today's palindrome of the day is turret, or turret, T-E-R-R-E-T. According to Wikipedia, a turret, or turret, is a metal loop on a horse harness guiding the lines and preventing them from becoming tangled or snagged on the harness. So essentially, it's just a it's a piece in front of a horse that connect to like the reins, excuse me, to basically keep lines from not getting, to prevent lines from getting tangled up. So for those big tangle heads, Streamworks tangled heads out there, you're going to, you love today's palindrome of the day and apologies to the uh, English snobs out there who, you know, are so passionate that they're yelling uh, at their, Air, air buds or whatever saying this is how you pronounce it uh or this is not how you pronounce it all right uh today's trivia in fact let's uh let's get our let's check out this revelry call revelry and assembly bugle calls on trumpet brackets trumpet 
army wake up trumpet. 634,000 views. The hashtags are bugle, trumpets, taps. All right, let's see how this sounds. Dead air. Come on. You're killing me. Where's my trumpet? That's pretty good. All right, is the second one the one they play when it's post time? Yeah, I love this one. Oh, wait, no, that's not what I wanted. What's the one where it's dum bum 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 That's really the one I was thinking of. Do they just call it call the post? I don't know. But this is it. Or we are flying dangerously close to the copyright sun here on the Beantown podcast. Where's our volume? Oh, there it is. I skipped the whole thing. All right, so that's the call to post. As you probably have figured out, tomorrow is the Kentucky Derby. Let's pull it up real quick here because I actually, the Kentucky Derby is one of those things where like I love to watch it you know, for the 90 seconds that it happens. And I try to watch the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes as well, preferably live. It doesn't always work that way. But I have, I'm, I'm not someone who bets at all on horse racing. I tried to do it once when I was, I was in Vegas one year for, it might have been Preakness or something like that. Or maybe it was Belmont Stakes. I, I don't remember. But I tried to bet, and I just couldn't figure out how to do it. So I just didn't bet. So I've still never bet on a horse race. So according to CBS.com, and then we're going to get do some trivia real quick here. So here are – I'm not going to read all the odds. Here are just some of the names. So these are not our top ten horse names. As a reminder, in case you're new to the program, we run this, pro, or this special every year. It's one of my personal favorite shows we run. It's our top ten horse names. This is not like, oh, Quinn scoured all the horse races from the last year and picked out his favorite names. This is Quinn uses his creativity to come up with his own name. So these are all – um, you know, from my own mind. And then we've, uh, in the past couple of years, done a fan vote. So we have a, a fan vote this year. We actually have some ones that came in late too. So we have some honorable mentions. So we're going to read all of those. But here are the real horse names um, at the Kentucky Derby 2023. There's a lot of horses in here right now. Is there like some sort of cut? I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's never more than like, 15 or 16 horses and there's like 30 on this list so here are some of them forte tap it trice angel of the empire angel of empire derma sodagake practical move king's barn two fills with an apostrophe mage verifying confidence game oh that's a good one mandarin hero skinner cyclone mischief i like that disarm hit show lord miles rocket can continuar jace's road king russell raise cane that's a good one sun thunder and reincarnate so i don't think all those sources are racing tomorrow irregardless which is a throwback that was our number one horse name maybe year two or something like that we'll go through the list of all-time top tens that'll be the last thing we go through today but trivia yes so yesterday was may the 4th happy star wars day to everyone i uh kind of identified it a couple days prior and i was like you know what i love playing trivia star wars trivia is one of those things that i'm just generally a little bit better than average at 
it's one of my like primary or best topics if you will if you have to play theme trivia the best things for me would be the office star wars seinfeld for sure um sports trivia but you don't see a lot of just like generic sports trivia games being offered um and so star wars trivia on star wars day is a pretty common thing and so i decided to uh, i actually had to work late so i just barely got there in time but i decided to go down to a local sandwich shop slash bar that does trivia on thursday nights and they were doing a themed trivia so i pulled up my spot all the way at the end of the bar kind of tucked away in the corner it was great. The lady, the trivia lady came up to me and she was like, hey, because I had my beer. I was just like scrolling my phone. I knew what was going down, but she was like, hey, are you interested in trivia? And I was like, I acted all surprised. I was also, I uh, had an edible. So um, there was just all sorts of emotions going on, thoughts happening, I guess more accurately, thoughts not happening. And I was like, oh, trivia? Oh, cool. Yeah. So like, sure. Why not? Let's, you know, we'll see what happens. Like, yeah, it could be fun. I guess I'll do trivia. I might as well since I'm here, you know. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, two hours later, the big dog comes in clutch with the W. It was kind of a weird. It was kind of a weird trivia game. Usually, you play when you play a themed trivia. One, it will be very hard because I feel like it kind of has to be. Um, but this this trivia was kind of like it was either blatantly easy. Or, you know, there were some tough questions, but there was a lot of just, I, for me, the tough questions were, for the most part, um, like, hardcore, unique things from, like, Book of Boba Fett or this most recent season of Mandalorian that just came out, um, which I've seen Book of Boba Fett. I have not seen season three of The Mandalorian. And so there were just some things in there. Uh, that I just like, yeah, I've never heard of this. I have no idea what you're referencing. So I can't, it's not even like, oh, give an educated guess because it's something from somewhere else in the lore. It's a brand new character. Um, so, um, you know, it was, but it was, it was good. Uh, there were some really easy questions, but then I, you know, I was proud of myself. I pulled out a couple, I think really tough ones, like what's the name? And I'm going to give you the two final questions from this trivia. And that will be our trivia for today. Um, but, you know, I pulled out, like, the Modal Nodes. That's the name of the band from... That's the name of the Cantina band. Uh, it's actually... It's the name of the band leader, so it's, like, John Smith and the Nodal, Modal Nodes. And thankfully, I just put down Modal Nodes and I got credit because I don't... It's some alien name. It's like, I don't know who that is. And they, But then there were some really obvious ones. Like, there was a picture round where it's like they'll you know, pull up 12 characters on the screen. And, of course, you have one or two where it's like, yeah, I've never seen this person before because it's from Clone Wars or it's from, I don't know, just some, it must be like Mandalorian Season 3 or something. And, yeah, I've never seen that person. But then they'll also have, like, General Grievous be someone. Or Lando Calrissian. Or Qui-Gon Jinn was one. You know, it's just like, I, you know, I'm not mad because that's not like, oh, that that meant all the you know lower ranked players if you will can like hang around like no i don't care but it's just kind of like we all came out for star wars trivia you know like hit us with your best shot we don't need to identify who qui-gon jinn is so the two final questions basically i uh the way final works is everything up to that point is just no penalty for guessing but the final round like jeopardy 
um, or the final round in Jeopardy. If you miss it, you lose your points. If you get it right, you go up. So there's two questions. Each are worth 12 individually. And so if you are in my situation and you're up by 14 going into the final, as long as you know one for sure, then it's game over because that would put you up by 26 after one question uh, and you can just bid zero on the second one and you would win by two if the other team bet it all twice. So that's what happened. Um, I will say, not to toot my own horn, but I did know both of the questions, but I was like slam dunk on the first one, which meant I could bid zero on the second one. And the second one, it was just kind of an instinct, a gut thing, and it worked out. So here we go. If you're not a Star Wars buff, it's probably going to be tough, but maybe if you're a film buff, you might have an in- inkling into the second one. So number one was pretty straightforward. It was just, what does the TIE in TIE fighter, TIE interceptor, TIE bomber, Imperial ships essentially, what does TIE stand for? T-I-E. And I don't think she gave the spelling. So if you were like technical, hasty, androgynous interceptor, then you would have been, you know, should have, you know, go to the, go watch the King and I or something with uh, Ramses from 12 Commandments, Yul Brynner. But no, TIE is T-I-E. So what does TIE stand for? It is Twin Ion Engine. And I was telling uh, I was telling good friend of the show John Paul Pandowski about it this morning. We were talking about the game, um, and which I, I should have invited John I, or John Paul. Uh, I don't know why he didn't. It just completely slipped my mind. Well, he's busy. He's got finals and stuff going on right now. Uh, but I was telling him, you know, that's one of those questions that has just come up once or twice in previous Star Wars trivia games, and because I've played at least. As just as far as like either bar trivias go or like live online events, Star Wars trivia specifically at least ten, um, which is a pretty hefty amount when you're talking like a bunch of two-hour games. It's a lot of questions. Um, friend of the show Sam Anderson and I played a Star Wars trivia once during the pandemic, and we won as well, which was pretty awesome. So tie, and you'll never forget this. Now tie is twin ion engine. All right, question two. In, and we're going sequel Anya, which, like, I don't love, but I've never even, that was what, quick timeout, what I was very happy with myself about. I've never even seen the last, or excuse me, the Rise of Skywalker, and there were still at least, like, four or five Rise of Skywalker questions in there that I nailed. One of them was, like, what is the color of the Sith Wayfinder that Kylo Ren finds, and I just seen, like, a meme before. It was green. Um, one of them was, it was a quotes round. And I was just like, you know what? I have never heard of this. They had to be from one of the feature films, so there's 11 to choose from. And I was just like, you know, I'd never heard this quote before, so it's probably Rise of Skywalker. And it was. So I was pretty proud of myself. This is a Force Awakens question, and it is the character Finn. Um, He gets his name because his call sign uh, as a stormtrooper is FN dash and then four digits. So what are the four digits? And this was one where I was sitting there, I was really baked, and I was just like, I felt, kind of like felt my hand writing, my brain wasn't even moving, and I looked down and the answer was there. And I was like, you know what, that sounds right. So this one's a little bit tricky, and the reason for that, well, it's not a trick question, but it's just interesting, because I was thinking about this afterwards, 
I was like, okay, yeah, that number. It's a, it's a George Lucas special, if you will. It's a number that means a lot to him. But the tricky thing is George Lucas has two special numbers. So the wrong answer, and I don't know if other people put this, I did not, but is 1138 or 1138. That's one of George Lucas's special numbers. And it's from, he made a college short film called THX uh, 1138. And then that turned into his debut feature film was called THX 1138. But that number comes up in American Graffiti. It comes, it's the cell block on the Death Star and Star Wars. Um, It's used in Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Return of the Jedi, Last Crusade, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, even the Crystal Skull, like uh, 113, it pops up in all of those. Video games, all that stuff. So, but it's another, Lucas has two special numbers, which is kind of crazy to me. So the right answer is 2187. So Finn's call sign is FN2187. But this also pops up. So 1138 is the cell block on the Death Star in A New Hope. But Princess Leia's actual prison cell number is 2187. And then 2187 shows up in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, and then again in the sequel trilogy uh, for Finn, which is what the, the right answer was. So it was one of those where if I... If I had like if eleven thirty eight popped into my head and I had the time to like weigh it, I probably would have changed my answer because I was like, you know what, two and eight seven kind of sounded, I don't know, just like authentic. It sounded, you know, just kind of like it fit well. Um, but then I was like, well, eleven thirty eight, or I in theory would have been like eleven thirty eight. That's that's his number. So. I don't know. I was proud of myself. So there are your two questions. Um, FN2187 is Finn's call sign. And then TIE stands for Twin Ion Engine. So let's get into it here. Our top 10 horse names of 2023. We'll move through this fairly quickly. Uh, it's the last thing we're doing on today's show. And, you know, so to just, again, for someone who might be new, someone who's not listen to all of our top 10 horse name specials. If you want to go back, we have now six years of these and there's 60 names in the list. I, one thing I need to do, I don't have a master list of all 60 names. I do keep track of the, um, well, I do have individual notes with all of the names. I just have to compile them, but I do have one note that compiles the top name each year, which is pretty fun. And frankly, after six this year, we're, we're over halfway to 10. We'll have an all time top 10, number one, which is crazy. It's like Letterman's last top 10 list or something. But basically, these are a combination of just, and if you if you know horse culture, horse racing culture at all, you know that horses just have like the craziest names sometimes. There's all sorts of, you know, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're phrases, sometimes they're phrases that don't make any sense, like mind that bird. Uh, sometimes they do weird things with punctuation marks and oftentimes spelling. It's just kind of fun. It's very goofy. There's not necessarily a rhyme or reason. And there will be plenty of names where you're just like, okay, that's interesting, but it's not necessarily like super interesting or funny to me objectively. That's really the essence that we try to capture on these top 10 lists. So you're probably going to hear one or two where like, oh, that's amazing. That's a beautiful, perfect horse name. You're going to hear one or two where like, Okay, that's just kind of silly to be silly. That's fun. You're going to hear one or two where you're just like, okay, like, all right, next one. And that's just how these lists go. So without, excuse me, further ado, 
uh, we're going to go from 10 to 1 here. And, uh, you know, I, I try to have things that have some sort of, like, interest or relevance in some form or fashion is something I can expand on. And I'll do that ever so briefly with each one where applicable here. So number 10, I try to do a sports one every year, and this year is no different. So I decided we're going to jump right in, uh, especially since I was watching the Cubs game this afternoon. They just won. So number 10, all brand new to baseball this year, it is pitch clock violation. So if you have a horse, they're at the Churchill Downs stables. Go find pitch clock violation. If you're not following baseball this year, they've introduced a pitch clock in the major leagues. Basically, a pitcher gets a ball back. They have 20 seconds to deliver the next pitch. And uh, we've had all sorts of sports terms on here in the past. We even had an old-time NFL team, the Providence Steamrollers. I think last year was the fan vote from uh, Walter Furness, I believe, or the year before. It's hard to remember. But pitch clock violation is number 10. Great new rule. Keeps the game going. So that's number 10. Number nine. Here's kind of a, a, you know, take a phrase, twist it around a little bit. Number nine, slightly sexual. Upcharge the rear. Although, as I said that, slightly sexual. Someone put a pin in that for next year because I'm just going to add that. In fact, I forgot to do this because we got to read our honorable mentions here. Uh, well, let's do that at the halfway point here. Slightly sexual. Save that for next year. <laughs> That's a good one. But number nine is upcharge the rear, and that is in honor of our trip to Cancun a couple weeks ago where everything was, uh, although it was labeled all-inclusive, everything was upcharged. And so instead of charging up the rear, uh, that's the uh, from 30 Rock, the... <laughs> Uh, Alec Baldwin sings the Princeton fight song on the Real Housewives spoof episode, and they're trying to paint him or portray him as a gay man, a gay, a gay flatulent man. And he's like, I was a two-way athlete at Princeton. Listen to the fight song. Oh, the merry men of Princeton are charging up the rear, holding all the balls. <laughs> so upcharge the rear is number nine. Number eight so this is kind of a fun one, and it combines two things that are important to me, baseball and ragtime music. So here it is. Number eight is Eugenia. And in parentheses, and if this fits uh, in your bulletin, great. If not, we can cut it out. But in parentheses is the letter A, dash, letter U, dash, and then H-E-Y-N-E, excuse me, H-E-Y-K-N-E-E-U-H. So here it is. So... There's a Scott Joplin rag that's very beautiful. Go check it out after this called Eugenia, E-U-G-E-N-I-A. And there's a great MLB player who I think plays for the Mariners now, but he was a longtime Cincinnati Red named A. Eugenio Suarez. Good player. And every time you listen to the radio, Pat and Ron Coomer, Pat Hughes calling the game, he kind of like Wilson Contreras, Pat just made a note. I don't know if it was intentional or if this is just Pat being Pat, but he would extremely enunciate A. Eugenio Suarez. It would take like six seconds to say his name. And uh, yeah, A. Eugenio, E-U-G-E-N-I-O. If you were just speaking an old-timey, good old-fashioned American English, it would be Eugenio but or Eugenio. Um, but no, this is A. Eugenio Suarez. So I decided to take a Scott Joplin tune that I really enjoy playing, and let's just add some of that Pat Hughes pronunciation onto it. So number eight is A. Eugenia. 
All right, number seven. So you remember last year, Flamingo Phlebotomy was our top name. This is kind of in a similar spirit. Number seven, Tarmac Tartar. I watch a lot of Hell's Kitchen YouTube clips. I watch a lot of um, uh, Kitchen Nightmares, full episodes, and YouTube clips. A lot of there's like a the Gordon Ramsay channel or whatever it is comes out with like a Kitchen Nightmares compilation. It's like ten to twenty minutes every week, and it's all clips I've seen a million times before. And they're not. It's not like they're edited. Um, the individual clips are you know they're just spliced together. Uh, so it's not like Vic Berger or anything like that. But it's just, I will, I will watch that. <laughs> the production on that show was just timeless. I will watch that over and over again. So number seven, there's not really a story behind the name itself. It just was fun to say. And there are two things that have nothing to do with each other, uh, but kind of go well together. Tarmac, your flights and your airplanes and stuff at your airports. And then tartar, which is kind of like raw meat in kind of like a circle, essentially. That's number seven. Number six, this was one that, uh, again, with the alliteration theme, I just thought of it one one day like a week ago, and I just loved it. So number six is Scotch Snob. It could be one word or two words. doesn't really matter. Scotch Snob, number six. Let's take this opportunity to do our honorable mention. So we got a couple from uh, a relative, uh, Aunt Marge. So she put in two this morning. Get out of my way. So get out and then the letter A, my way. Get out of my way. And then the other one, coming through. So she was really leaning into sort of the the race aspect of this. But coming through, I really appreciated this. And it works well. And I think we got to find a way to integrate this next year. The through is like the drive-through, T-H-R-U. And when she messaged me that, I was like, man, I love love through, T-H-R-U, you know. We're shortening words here. We are eliminating three con or three vowel or three letters one vowel two consonants it's pretty tricky to do that math you know and then our third honorable mention we already talked about slightly sexual i don't know if the uh the race masters at churchill downs are going to go for it but i think it i think it could be fun okay back to our our top 10 list here we're down to number five it is this year's fan vote from good friend of the podcast he's he's donned mini hats on this program, including his own. But this was his suggestion, and this was a long time ago. I don't even know. Like months ago, he suggested this. Number five, Taken for Granite. And that is Granite, G-R-A-N-I-T-E, Taken for Granite. So we'll have to get uh, John Paul on here sometime to uh, sort of talk through his reasoning. But who needs reasoning? It's It's got a rock in it. It's got a Liam Neeson movie in it. It makes you wonder when are we going to get that Liam Neeson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson crossover. So Taken for Granted is number five. Thank you to uh, John Paul Pandowski for that fan vote submission. Uh, And, of course, you can always submit your fan votes for horse names at BeantownPodcast at Yahoo.com. Again, that's Beantown, B-E-N, podcast at Yahoo.com. Number four is one that I just kind of, again, kind of like Scotch Snob. I just kind of thought of it, and I was like, you know what? This is fun. This it's kind of rustic. It is Tales of Yore, T-A-I-L-S of Yore, Y-O-R. So we're getting rid of that last E because it's just kind of at the end and it doesn't it doesn't change how you're going to pronounce it, right? Yore versus Yore. So I didn't get cheeky enough to do Y-O-U or Y-O-U-R or Y-O-U. 
apostrophe R-E, but it is tales of yore. And it's tales because horses have tails. And it's just kind of fun, you know? It's, it's like an Arthurian legend. It's a tale of yore. Number three. Music is an important part of my life. We've already done Eugenia today. Number three, the uh, piano buffs in the room will know this. A440. That is the pitch, the hertz of the A above middle C, A4. Actually, it might be, is it A? No, it's because A0, excuse me, is the lowest note on the piano. And then it starts A1, I think is how that goes. So A4 is the A above middle C. And that is what they use if you ever go to orchestra. If you ever go to orchestra, if you ever go to the symphony or see an orchestra rehearsal or anything like that, you'll hear them start with this pitch. And now we get the uh, privilege of checking to see if my pitch perfectness was still here. I'm not pitch perfect, but I know A440. Let's see how, how it went. We got through the QuickBooks ad. Now we're going to turn with the volume. I think that's right. Spot on, baby. Listen to this. There you go. Still got it, okay? Spent. I remember spending like half an hour chunks here and there in college doing my interval training uh, just on my own with like a software to ensure that I could pass out of oral training each year or each quarter when you did your kind of pre-test. Had to do it six times, aced it all six times. Well, I don't know if I got every single question right, but saved myself like, I don't know, 2500 bucks, 26 3000 in total, something like that. Pretty proud of myself. So A440, that is the pitch. That is the hertz of the uh, kind of standard tuning. If you go tune a piano, which one of these days I like to learn how to do, um, you start with A440. Number two, and I got guys, I got to tell you, you know I love the religious stuff here on the Beantown Podcast. I had such a hard time not making this number one, but it just felt like we've done Episcopalian and we've done Pentateuch, which, look, I'm not going to apologize for that. I think those are amazing number one horse names, and I'm really proud of them. Episcopalian... I, I was thinking about this stuff long before we ever had a Beantown podcast, and I would tell people, it's a classic conversation starter, what would you name your horse? And I would always say Episcopalian would be my horse name, and I'm proud of that. It is still my number one all-time horse name. So we, we threw in another fantastic religious term here, but I decided not to make it number one just because I wanted to keep some diversity in the top 10. I'm not saying we're not uh, a top 10 all-time number ones. Or just number ones all time, I guess. Um, not to say we're not going to have a, another number one religious-themed one in the future. But I was just like... Because I, I guess if I didn't have anything else that, I was, that had number one star quality, then I would have just put doxology at number one. But doxology is number two. And that brings us to number one. So we've made it all the way. Number one this year... Relates, interestingly enough, to something new, something you guys probably don't really know because uh, there's not that much to know, but there's this great card deck-building video game out there now, computer game out there called uh, Tug of War, T-U-G-G-O-W-A-R, which would be a great horse name in and of itself. Basically, it's Dominion, but with some variations. One of the great all-time cards on that one has this name. I've altered the spelling a little bit. 
and it uh, relates to a military warship. So here we go. Number one this year of our sixth annual horses special, top ten horse name special, Dreadnought. D-R-E-A-D-K-N-O-T. So the traditional Dreadnought is like a battleship. It's kind of got that very kind of classic-looking 20th century on the high seas, you know, kind of big, big kind of point coming out of the middle with the steam coming out the top, like that baby's going to come and just wreck some shit. Uh, so that's Dreadnought, and they spell it D-R-E-A-D-N-O-U-G-H-T. So I have Dreadnought, K-N-O-T, but I'm not thinking rope. I'm thinking like a pretzel loaf, so like pretzel bread, but shaped in the form of a Dreadnought ship. Okay, so that's Dreadnought. You can let us know. You can email us. Hey, say, hey, Tarmac Tartar got totally screwed over or... You know, why is upcharge the rear at nine? Uh, could be six, six, nine, I don't know. Uh, six or nine, I guess, is where it fits. But I've made my decision. It is Dreadnought at number one. So to summarize, number 10, Pitch Clock Violation, number nine, Upcharge the Rear, number eight, Auhania, number seven, Tarmac Tartar, six, Scotch Snob, five, Taken for Granite, four, Tales of Yore, three, A440, two, Doxology, and coming in at number one is Dreadnought. And to finish today's show, our all-time number one horse names, it has a new installment, folks. So going back to the OG Season 1, 2018, Episcopalian. Season 2, 2019, Pentatook. 2020, Season 3, Irregardless. Season 4, 2021, Intensive Purposes. 2022, Last Year, Year 5, Flamingo Phlebotomy. And 2023, Back... After a two-year absence, back to the single word winner, which is really where my heart lies, Dreadnought. So there you go. That That's it. There's nothing else going on in today's show. It's a beautiful day, so I'm going to get away from my computers here and go have a beverage, go hang out, go celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Oh, I was going to mention that. my very last thought here, in case you wanted to learn another little thing. Uh, and maybe you know this. Maybe I'm the dumb one here that just didn't know. But Cinco de Mayo... I had always known it was not Mexican Independence Day because I know Mexican Independence Day, if I recall correctly, is in September. So I knew, okay, Cinco de Mayo is not Independence Day, so what is it? And I was like, it was one of those things where in the back of my head I was like, oh, I know what it is. I just can't think of it right this second. So I looked it up. It is absolutely not at all what I thought it was. It's the Mexicans winning a battle over the French in like 1862 or something like that. And then the French would basically come back a couple days later and kick their asses. And Mexico eventually won after the Civil War, the U.S. Civil War, because the U.S. poured a bunch of money into the Mexican effort. Um, but this was, I'm not going to say like, oh, this was just a random battle. The Battle of Puebla, I think is what it was called. But I don't know. We got a whole big holiday out of it. It was just like, it would be like the U.S. celebrating, uh, I don't know, uh, Battle of one of the ones we won. I don't know. I feel like the U.S. doesn't have a lot of like big battles that we've been involved in throughout history. There's D-Day. Appomattox Courthouse, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know what that date is. 1865. It's like June, maybe. Let's see. Battle. The last, very last thing we're learning on the Beantown Podcast today. And then we're going to play our outro music. Battle of Appomattox. Okay. Battle of Appomattox Courthouse. Hey, what did I say? April 9th, 1865. 
your boys still got a little bit of history up here. Guys, that's what I got for you. I hope you enjoyed our Top 10 Horse Names special. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope everyone stays safe, stay sane. I will check in on you next time. Kentucky Derby tomorrow, like 5 p.m. from Churchill Downs in Louisville. Check it out. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.